welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. Uh, my name is Stephen Wilson. Uh, so I'm a principal analyst in the Analysis Mason consumer practice. Today I'll be discussing uh, BT's recent announcement that it's um, planning to overhaul its consumer brands. And I'll be discussing that with senior analyst Simon Lum, who primarily works on our fixed mobile convergence research program. Um, the full written version, the associated article uh, to this podcast is available to access and download uh, from the Analysis Mason website for free. So welcome to the uh, to the podcast, Simon. Um, Thank you, Steve. Yes. Yeah, so I guess, first of all, what, what do we know so far about BT's rebrand? Uh, yeah, so on Wednesday, the 27th of April, uh, the CEO of BT's consumer division uh, released an announcement effectively saying that BT is unifying its consumer brands and EE will be its flagship brand from now on um, across fixed and mobile. So EE is currently BT's main mobile brand. It has a small presence as a fixed broadband player, um, but most of BT's BT Group's broadband customers are BT-branded uh, broadband subscribers at the moment. Um, so this is set to change. Uh, and although BT are clear that the BT brand um, will not immediately be suspended, and that BT branded broadband and fixed voice packages will still be available. And EE is set to become uh, BT's flagship fixed broadband and mobile brand. So why why is it that um, that you think that uh, BT has done this? Uh, so really, I suppose it's a better question might be, why is it taken so long? Um, it makes sense on numerous levels to unify your brand as a fixed mobile operator. Uh, you can offer convergence bundles more easily and coherently. And uh, we've written extensively on on how FNC can have um, churn and, and cross-selling benefits. Um, there are also cost synergies associated uh, with operating fewer brands. Um, in BT's case, as it looks to build its uh, super fast base now that OpenReach's FTTP coverage is, is significant, the EE brand uh, and its association with a strong mobile network uh, might be a better brand um, through which to offer uh, super fast services rather than the legacy uh, BT brand. And um, perhaps the reason why BT has taken such a long time and set the wheels in motion um, in unifying its brand is because it struggled to unify its back office systems with, with EE. And this was reported to have only taken place in 2020, so, so four years after the merger. It's also, or acquisition, I should say, it's also struggled to uh, consolidate the brands um, and the user bases. So EE and BT. Um, are very different brands with different demographic bases. There also wasn't the threat of convergence from other operators. And um, so before the merger between Virgin Media and O2, uh, BT were the only infrastructure converged um, operator in the market. So they might not have felt the need um, to offer convergence packages. I suppose then one, one question might be, how do we think um, BT um, will change its, its strategy? How might BT's retail offers change? Um, yeah, so so the key move, uh, as we as we've gone through already, will be the shift um, for EE to become BT's flagship broadband brand. Um, it's likely to be accompanied by a large marketing push. As to most uh, consumers, EE is known as a as a primarily mobile brand. And if we look at the number of BT's uh, broadband customers that currently take convergence, um, it's only around twenty one to twenty two percent. And so there is significant room for growth here. 
We'd expect EE to promote uh, attractive cross-selling offers, um, encouraging customers to take fibre packages because there is so much room for growth. It's not currently clear if BT fixed broadband customers will be migrated to the EE brand. Um, and this actually may alienate consumers um, who are familiar with the BT brand and possibly unfamiliar with EE. Um, however, BT's portfolio of brands will decrease um, going forward. Um, in terms of TV, so the branding of BT Sport may change and it remains to be seen whether EE will begin offering triple play bundles in the same way as BT currently does, uh, given the level of pay TV unbundling in the markets. So do we think this um, this announcement from BT will, will increase the level of convergence in BT's base? And it should definitely increase the level of, of convergence in BT's base. So BT has uh, been unable to build much convergence so far, uh, largely because of this the mishmash of, of brands that it, that, that it offers. Um, after the change in branding, uh, there's certainly scope for cross-selling fixed broadband connections um, to the EE mobile base. Um, so currently only around 35% of EE mobile customers um, take a BT broadband connection. So that's for BT, EE or, or PlusNet. So EE's offers will, will emphasise the ultra-fast speeds it can provide and it could also provide a broadband speed boost um, to EE mobile customers. Uh, and the new propositions are certainly likely to be more coherent and, and convincing as a convergence proposition than, than BT's old offers. That certainly seems to make sense. And then I think more broadly, I guess the question would be, how do we think this announcement will uh, affect the amount of convergence in the overall UK market? So there are now uh, two infrastructure converged operators in the market pursuing a convergence strategy. And um, so the pressure on standalone players is, is certainly ramping up. Uh, convergence lowers churn and improves cross-selling potential um, to the detriment of, of the standalone competition. Um, and we can therefore expect M&A activity in the market uh, between standalone players um, in order to mitigate the threat from uh, BT and, and Virgin Media O2. And there's several deals on the table at the moment. Uh, Vodafone and TalkTalk can be mentioned along with Vodafone and 3. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the standalone fibre challenges, um, like Hyperoptic, as an example, act. Uh, for now, they generally have an infrastructure advantage on their networks. Um, so convergence may not affect them too much in the short term. Uh, but in the long term, this will be a threat. Um, so we may well see MNOs uh, looking to acquire these players. So thanks very much, Simon. Um, it will certainly be fascinating to see how things un unfold from here. There is more content on this topic on the uh, Analysis Mason website. And to automatically uh, receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Thank you for listening.